1: family friends fans and foes it's time once again for never sleeps networks talking wrestling and i'm your host casey corbin and thank you for joining us on the show today what do we have going on, on the show today lots of things but before we get to those things you know what you got to do you got to get on your laptop you got to get on your phone you got to get on your computer and you got to hit up the social medias you can find us on twitter at tnw pod did you see some of those wrestlemania tweets i was firing out yeah they were there you were there we were there together or maybe you weren't but if you follow us you can be with us next time Uh, that's on the Twitter at TNW pod. Follow us on the Instagram. Uh, Instagram is talking wrestling podcast at Instagram.com. I guess, um, on the Facebook, Facebook slash talking wrestling. You'll find our page there. Uh, give us a like, give us a follow, give us a comment. Let us know how we're doing. We love hearing feedback from you people. It helps build the show. Um, What else are we? Uh, We're on Spotify. Give us a follow. Give us a like on there. Give us a heart. Um, Trying to think of where else we are. If you were on iTunes and you were listening to us on iTunes, rate, review, subscribe. If you could do all three, that would be great. If you give us a five-star rating and a favorable review, um, well, we'll actually uh, send you a postcard of uh, of an 80s wrestler of your choosing that we still have. Uh, so that's cool we're also giving out these postcards if you send us a question and answer to our gmail site which is at talking wrestling at gmail.com and uh, you send in a question and we read it on the air when we do our Q&A episode uh, we will send you a postcard for that uh, we want to get these postcards out to you folks because uh, you know we want to make them uh, something that you can enjoy as much as we enjoy having them and sending them to you now With that said, um, we've got a great show for you today. We're going to be discussing everything and all things WrestleMania. We're doing a review of the entire WrestleMania weekend. uh, And we're, uh, you know, you're like, how long is this episode going to be? It's a long one. It's a long one. Longer than what we usually run. But uh, I got my roommate, Jeff McHenry, with me today. And uh, we're going to have a great time sort of telling you... uh, our experiences watching the WrestleMania weekend, courtesy of the WWE network, 999, unless it's more in Canada. I can't remember. I don't know. Jeff pays for it, not me. So, um, with that said, um, we're going to go to the show. But before we go to the show, folks, we have a commercial to play for you. And you know what it is. If you've been listening the last few weeks, these people have been uh, advertising with us the last few weeks. And uh, we hope that uh, they, uh, Create the revenue that they want to for their project. These are good people, and uh, we uh, we welcome them and thank them for advertising on our show. Uh, so we're gonna play that ad. So here we go. Are you ready? I said, Are you ready? Then, for the thousands that are listening, and for the three that are in attendance. Oh, uh, let's get ready to read it. And if you ain't down with commercials on podcasts, we got two words for you. Ad revenue. Take it away. Get excited for Amok. It's a limited series comedy podcast 11 years in the making in the style of old-timey radio theater. Amok. It takes a look at our planet in a post-utopia world, and wonders what happens after we achieve economic perfection, and it's also got a goblin, ape judges, Bet Midler, and three hundred billion worth of porno from the moon. That's pornography from the moon. Here's a quick trailer. Welcome to the Earth Empire, voted best planet in a sweeping global ballot. What makes us so
0: great? Money! That's right! Lots of money! And we here at the Earth Empire Central Reserve make the planet's most versatile money
1: money can buy! Support Earth's economy! Buy Earth money! Money! Oh, the choices you can have!
0: The Earth Empire Central Reserve does not recommend not choosing money because that is one of the choices you do not have.
1: Amok! It will be filled with wall-to-wall laughter. And a little touch of sex and violence for the kids. Yeah. I'm really excited to hear what these guys got to come up with. But the folks making a mock are looking for your help to produce the podcast. Donate to the campaign for a mock at www.gofundme.com slash radio. That's amok radio. A-M-O-K, radio. The site also has some of their previous work. So please go check it out. And thanks for your help. Amok! That was Amok, folks. Amok Radio. So check that out today. But right now at this time, we got one thing you got to check out. And it's uh, who's standing over there right now in Studio A with Casey Corbin. Who's me, by the way. But with him over in Studio A. uh, He's got his roommate, Jeff McHenry. And you guys, take it away right now with the WrestleMania review. Here we are in Studio A, and I'm with my roommate, the one and only, the favorite guest on this show, the greatest guest of all time on this show. This is like nine times, ten times. You know he's here for all the reviews and news and everything. But um, I was thinking of a word to learn rhyme, and I couldn't come up with it. Jeff, thanks for coming on the show. <laughs>
0: thank you thank you for having me Casey I appreciate it hey
1: hey the studio is looking as good as always and uh, it was been a great WrestleMania weekend and I am still trying to recover from all the wrestling that we watched uh how did you like the wrestlemania weekend
0: uh it was uh it was fun yeah yeah we had a good time we got into uh we got into uh one of our first tiffs ever uh
1: we that we did not get into the toronto film festival (laughs) what he means is we got into a bit of an argument one night late at night and uh, that's neither here well we'll get to that when it comes up but uh (laughs) first off was friday night now uh, everybody knows the NXT TakeOver usually happens on Saturday night. But of course, a lot of drama coming into WrestleMania weekend because New Japan and Ring of Honor scooped Madison Square Garden, uh, the original home of WrestleMania, in New York during WrestleMania weekend to put on a card there on the Saturday night before WrestleMania, uh, thus forcing WWE to move TakeOver uh, to the Friday night and doing the Hall of Fame on the Saturday night uh, at Barclays Center where they were running their shows instead of Madison Square Garden. So with that said, TakeOver started it all off on uh, on the uh, at Barclays on Friday night. And uh, what did you think of the, in NXT TakeOver New York? I loved it. I thought it was the best one they have ever done. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, I don't know if it was the best one I've ever done because... It's hard to beat TakeOver uh, LA because I was there live for it. <laughs> but um, what a card here we have. You know, we have the War Raiders versus Alistair Black and Ricochet. And this is kind of, um, you know, uh, Ricochet and Alistair doing double duty as they're on the, the main roster now. And now it's like, I, were they ever a tag team in NXT? I don't think they were. No. But here they are going down, getting a, a shot at the tag team champs, which doesn't really make sense because they're on their main roster. However, uh, a great way to start off NXT TakeOver with the two uh, current roster stars coming back to NXT and wrestling against uh, the best tag team they have down there in NXT. And an argument could be made the best tag team in the WWE.
0: Yes, very much so. Yeah, no, it was it was a great match, and those guys can fly around for big guys, and yeah, it was it was tremendous, and a uh, nice uh, NXT always does a good like proper send off uh, for their guys, like they did one for Nakamura and and now uh, Black and uh, and uh, uh, Ricochet. You know, they did the nice. Yeah. You know, clap and standing O on the way out. That was very nice.
1: Yeah, and then they chant, uh, you deserve it. It's like, yes, and you will get. You deserve it. You deserve what? Uh, worst storylines <laughs> yeah. and uh, worst matches. And, yeah. you know, you yeah. deserve it to be let down. You deserve it to yeah. be let down. Um, a, a, a feud with uh, Titus O'Neil. Yeah, yes. <laughs> There's where you're at. Oh, I can't wait for the Aleister, Black, Titus, Tony Hill feud. Oh, I can't wait to see what's going to happen when the Wyatts come back and they go after Ricochet.
0: Because there's a match I want to see. Uh, I also like the fact that uh, you like the, uh, the little inside uh, knowledge here, guys. Uh, Casey likes and dislikes wrestlers uh, based on who they're dating at the time. So you like the War Machine because... One of the guys is dating Sarah Logan. Not dating. They're married. <laughs> I like, mm-hmm. I like.
1: look at the fact that Sarah Logan, who I think is very sexy when she's not wearing all of her husband's makeup on her <laughs> face. I thought WrestleMania, she went a little bit above and beyond. And oh no, we can't have Sarah Logan winning the, royal, the battle royal. Why can't we? Anyway, um, I like Sarah Logan. I like her wrestling and I like her visually. And I think she's a nice person. I don't know that, but I'm sure she is. And uh, I don't. And you know what? So they're together. So I like. I like him.
0: You like her because she's dating a a, a big guy that looks similar to you. Uh, yeah. Well,
1: come on. Then uh, let like saying like all white people look alike. You know. Uh, <laughs> yes, we're both. We both have beards. And yes, we're both big guys. But that doesn't mean by any means am I the earthquake or the shock master. <laughs> Or doesn't mean that I'm the dude from the War Raiders, uh, Hanson or Roe. It's probably Hanson because Roe is an
0: activity that Hanson does not do. And you uh, don't like Andrade Cien Almas.
1: Why are you bringing that up?
0: <laughs> Cause that just came because I just
1: found that out this weekend that my that Charlotte Flair is, is with Andre. It doesn't matter who they date. It's about the wrestling. And, you know, I don't want anybody getting mad at me because... I don't like a, a wrestler because look at I still love Charlotte Flair. Uh-huh. It's just that I'm I'm upset because I I thought he was with the girl already, but she's with somebody else. Everybody's with somebody else in the WWE, you know. And now nobody's with Renee Young. Who's gonna look after Renee Young?
0: <laughs> well, Bob, ex- Bobby Lashley. Bobby apparently.
1: Lashley. Yeah. Apparently, that's uh, getting farther away. Where from where we are right now? Um, hey. So the War Raiders defeated Alistair and, and Ricochet. A great match to start. Of course, we go into uh, Velveteen Dream, who is your favorite guy right I now. I love Velveteen Dream. He's and my favorite wrestler. I'm, and I'm trying to get him. Well, I'm not trying to. I have pitched it to him. We, we might do this. I'm going on tour, so I'll be gone for a few weeks. But um, I've been pitching him the last season of, of uh, Tough Enough. Because Patrick Clark, who is the Velveteen Dream, is in it, he needs very entertaining throughout the whole thing. Plus, you also get Zack Ryder's mm-hmm. new fiance, you also get uh, Mandy Rose, and you also get Sonya Deville uh, or Daria, as they call her on the main roster, and uh, and you also get uh, Paige, and you also get Hulk Hogan for half of it till he gets kicked off for saying "brother," no, you know what he said, and um, <laughs> you get Daniel Bryan, and it's. Uh, it's a great, it's a great, it's a really good Tough Enough. It's a really fun Tough Enough. And a lot of guys that uh, just don't go anywhere. But the girls really dominated that show. So, anyways, Velveteen Dream versus Matt Riddle. And we all know I love Matt Riddle. Bro, we have a lot of things in common. Yeah, flip-flops and uh, pot. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Otherwise, he's, just, he's ripped. Just, and
0: one, one in the same, you
1: two. We both, have, we both have long hair. <laughs> and uh flip flop
0: when's the last time you wore flip flops shut up i'm wearing them right now i've been living with you for three years i'm wearing
1: them right now kayfabe (laughs) i'm wearing them right now bro bro that was a great match uh i absolutely love matt riddle i love velveteen dream and these two guys what a match uh oh my god i thought it was the match of the night however might have been debatable Next match.
0: It was my favorite match for sure.
1: Next match is a match that I've been waiting for for a while since the last uh, NXT takeover or NXT UK NXT mm-hmm. pay per view they did, where it ended with Walter and Pete Dune, and uh, so now Walter is here in America to defeat Pete Dune for the UK title, and uh, he did uh, defeat him indeed in a, uh, in a in a in a great match. And uh totally different from the Velveteen Dream Matt Riddle match, but totally awesome in its own way. A slow paced, old fashioned storytelling match.
0: Yeah, fight. Yeah, it was it was it was great. Yeah. Um
1: Yeah, a bit of a brawl too.
0: Yeah, it was it was fantastic. I, I, I really like uh Walter. I've never uh yeah, I I'd seen him briefly on the NXT UK stuff, which you uh force me to watch because i don't like british wrestling but i've uh, only
1: four i've only told been telling you about walter for like three or four years now <laughs> and how awesome he is and how he cut in front of me at the cvs at the pwg card <laughs> in yeah that's in right In
0: 2016
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah there's a, there's a lot of people who are fans of walter not many of them have been butted in front of uh, or have had them butt in front of them Yeah, at and a drugstore. In-
1: and I've forgiven him, too. I forgave <laughs> him when I met him in Toronto. I told him the story. He did not remember. <laughs> As, I don't know how he couldn't remember. I was very memorable that day. If I meet Marty Skrull, I'm going to ask if he remembers that day. Mm-hmm. So Marty Skrull will be coming to town with Ring of Honor. Um, it was a great story. The chops were out in full force. Uh, a lot of finger breaking, mm-hmm. a lot of what you'd expect from these guys, and it was just amazing. Uh, the yeah. next... And I
0: love how he can be a Nazi without being a Nazi. Like, yeah. He's clearly, like, that's clearly what he's doing with that pose and stuff like that. But yeah. you can.
1: Maybe people are just overlooking it, or maybe millennials don't even know. <laughs> you... <laughs> when I look at him, I'm like, how can you not see that he's a Nazi?
0: Yeah. I just... Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Yeah, you, you did d- one of your wordplay things.
1: Yeah, how do you Nazi when he's a Nazi? Um, The ring general. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the, of course, the women went next. Uh, the champion, Shayna Brazler. We all know I love Shayna Brazler. Uh, <laughs> defeated uh, the, the Sky Pirates, which I love that name for a tag team. Yeah, And I just think, you know what? Bring them up together. Bring them up and have them start like, like I want to see them against Sasha and Bailey. Like I want to see, you know, you already had uh, Carrie Zane up in the Battle Royal uh, this year. Uh, I mean, this WrestleMania, you're gonna bring her up eventually. You know, uh, oh, this, oh my god! But it's just like, and of course, Bianca Belair. We
0: all know you like Bianca Belair. I think she's good. Yeah, and you, you don't like her for some reason. Yeah, I don't like the hair gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> Why
1: not? Well, here's what happens, kid. We put her up again. We put her up against Shayna Brazler in a hair versus hair match. Mm-hmm. She loses her hair. Well, how good is she? What is she without her hair? <laughs> She's a gimmick. She's a hair whip. That's her whole thing. I got my hair whip. I got my hair whip. I put you I'll strangle you with my hair. You know, like. But she loses that. What is she then? Average.
0: I don't. I don't know
1: I exactly. Don't know. You don't know, and you don't have the answers, because I got the answers. And she's not. I just not a Bianca Bier for a Look it. <laughs> I'm not, Look it. Uh, I. I don't like Pete. Look it. Like I don't want. I don't want my care. I don't want my wrestling characters name after sitcoms. Okay. <laughs> I don't need you know? Bianca Belair uh-huh. and uh, and julia family matters yeah to be wrestling you know
0: virginia empty nest
1: virginia empty nest that's that's what you come up with a grandmother's name and an empty nest what is that a grandmother's vagina joke
0: oh empty nest don't you remember empty nest no
1: i don't remember empty of course (laughs) i remember empty nest but let's try to keep me like a bel-air
0: you know Oh, my God. All you do is make me watch forgettable 70s and 80s sitcoms.
1: We were going to watch Three's Company last night. <laughs> um, Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole. And uh, Johnny Johnny Takeover. As John, We all know Johnny Gargano loses at every Takeover. Uh, I, I don't ever think I've seen Johnny Gargano win any match. Um, but... Here he is, defeating, and he defeats Adam Cole in two out of three false match Mm -hmm. uh, for the vacant NXT championship. And uh, this was quite the match. Adam Cole, I just absolutely love. He's definitely got a a Shawn Michaels quality to him. Maybe it's because Shawn Michaels is teaching him how to better himself. But um, Johnny Gargano, congratulations. You were called up, and now you've been demoted but you're the NXT champion. How did yeah.
0: you Yeah, it was, a, it was it was a great match. I those guys work uh, well, I don't know. Uh I I don't think Gargano the greatest wrestler in the world like some people think. I think he goes a little too fast. I think there's a little too many false finishes, but it's yeah, it's a fantastic match. And those guys cardio is unreal. Like they were flying right from the start. There was no rest holds or anything like that it was just yeah. yeah 30 minutes of non-stop action
1: that is sweet um that was the nxt of course we went into um the next day with the hall of fame inductions <laughs> and uh now now mind you um I'm working on the weekend. I'm doing shows, so I'm getting home at about midnight, and I'm starting to. And I'm not. I'm not on the Twitter. I'm not online. I'm avoiding all social media because I do not want spoilers. And not that we don't like, we don't need spoilers from the Hall of Fame. (laughs) But if there ever was a year where you did not want to be spoiled for the Hall of Fame, uh, this was it. And of course. You could not avoid what happened at the Hall of Fame. I had already knew about it, but I didn't read about it because I just heard about it. Like somebody texted me, like, is is this for real? I didn't know what they were
0: talking about. So That's right. It was the talk of the weekend. Honky Tonk man sang his entrance theme. <laughs> it was all over social media.
1: And I never even knew he sang his entrance theme to begin with. <laughs> I thought only Shawn Michaels did that. <laughs> The honky-tonk man. I will say, the honky-tonk man will dance and to sing, and, and the honky-tonk man, man, my God. Okay, this year's Hall of Fame was like a lot of people, I don't know if if because they're not allowed to thank Vince, so three-quarters of them have to thank Hulk Hogan. <laughs> like uh, Harlem Heat thanked Hogan big time. Uh, X-Pac thanked Hogan. Uh... Brutus Beefcake thanked Hogan and Honky Tonk thanked Terry, you know, or one thanked brother and one thanked Terry. And it was just a Corey Wilson
0: thanked Hulk Hogan.
1: Yeah. You know, come to think of it. Mm-hmm. They all thanked Hulk Hogan. Like, and I guess there is a debt of gratitude that Hogan, you know, you say Hogan doesn't pull over guys. They say Hogan's racist. But Hogan can identify that the best tag team in the business at the time was Harlem Heat, and those guys deserve to be pushed. Yeah. And I don't think, uh, you know, and for those... Look, I'm not going to debate whether or not Hulk Hogan's racist, but when you see black people thanking him for helping them along with their careers, why would a racist help them? I just don't understand that. But this isn't what the show's about, Jeff. The show is about...
0: You and me getting into a fight at 3 in the morning... Over <laughs> weather. Well, first of all, how great did the honky tonk man look? <laughs> he looked fantastic. We we were actually laughing about that because honky uh, is notorious for being lazy and not wanting to take bumps, and he looked amazing. Yeah. And Bret Hart's one of the best wrestlers of all time, if not the, safest, safest, if, if not the best. Yeah. And Bret can hardly walk anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So there is. You know, say what you want about Honky Tonk being lazy, but he can still move around. Whereas Brett, you know, my he's, favorite ever, but yeah, he's always oh, he's, yeah, he's you could tell he's well, burned around out yeah, there. Well, yeah,
1: well, he's he's a stroke survivor and a cancer survivor. Yeah, and uh, you know, and uh, obviously his reactions aren't what they used to be. Um, as uh, when Bret Hart was well, Br- Brutus Beefcake went in before Bret Hart, or Bret Hart when did he go in? So Honky was first.
0: Hogg was first, and then Tori Wilson. Tori Wilson.
1: And Tori Wilson, great speech. She did give a, a very good speech, yeah. A very
0: good speech.
1: Uh, Best of the night, I thought. Yeah, very inspiring, especially to the women that are out there that want to look at uh, Tori Wilson. You know, um, kudos to her. And thank God. Like, I, if there's one thing great about, about Tori Wilson going in the hall, it's the fact that Stacy Keebler has returned to the WWE. <laughs> <laughs> and I could not be more happier. You know, I'm so happy um, that Stacey Keebler is back. I absolutely mm. love her. So then after Tori went in, uh, the Hart Foundation went in next, right? That was uh, Yes. yes. They were next, yes. And um, and so the thing about the Hart Foundation is um, Natty's giving her a speech. And then, you know what was interesting? is was like on some of them, Jimmy Hart inducted the Honky Tonk Man. And Hulk Hogan inducted Brutus Beefcake, but yet some of them were just a video package, and boom, they're in the ring.
0: Yeah, it was uh, inconsistent. It was strange. I I know they're trying to shave off some time, but it was. Yeah, they, they were trying to shave
1: off some time, and this was the first Hall of Fame also that did not really have its own um, its own stage. They just they took the ring the ropes off the ring. And so the the ropes in front of us were not there.
0: Yeah, it looked like shit
1: And yeah, it, it just looked like uh, it looked like they didn't want to change the set and then change it back over.
0: That's exactly what it was yeah
1: yeah and um, and thus it didn't give you the Hall of Fame feeling. It felt like wrestlers were cutting promos as their Hall of Fame speeches and you didn't you know and, and when things are in the ring, sometimes you question what's real and what's not real. <laughs> And when and all of a, a con- sudden...
0: If you're a conspiracy theorist, like look Casey at, Corbin No, is. no, no.
1: If I get a text from someone saying, was that real? I didn't know what it was about. I had to look it up. You know, the lines are bl- blurred when it comes to wrestling. And it happened in the ring. And so anyways, for those of you who you, everybody knows, Bret Hart was attacked by a guy who was a Kofi Kingston fan from 10 years ago (laughs) because he was clearly Jamaican. And Kofi mania is running wild, so we understand this. Uh, Kofi's the best there is and the best there ever will be. Not Brett because Kofi's in the main event tomorrow or one of the main events. So um, this guy comes in. He tackles Brett, uh, brings him to the ground, um, and then before you could say, um, call the next move, Shane McMahon is on you, holding you down, while Ronda's hu- Ronda Rousey's husband is on top of you, throwing hammers in your face. And then it just became a schmoz. Uh, you know, I guess Brett wanted a schmoz at the screw job. It didn't happen. <laughs> But he got his schmas at when the Heart <laughs> Foundation went into the uh, Hall of Fame because well well done you know uh, all of a sudden Davy t- Harry Smith is there and he's wailing on the guy and Kofi's in there and then uh, and then uh, no big E was in there first mm-hmm. and then Kofi and then uh, and then uh, Woods was in there and then I think uh, two of Kofi's kids might have been in there getting <laughs> some shots. <laughs> And, you know, that one kid has got a lot of energy. Um, finally, they get him out, and Harry Smith is still
0: giving him shots. The most I, shocking thing about the whole incident was those pants Harry Smith was wearing. Those did gold, you, whatever the hell those were. Well, did were. you not
1: see his, his shoes had wings on them?
0: Did they? Yes. He looked like he raided uh, fucking... Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor dream coats fucking wardrobe, wardrobe? department. Yeah. yeah, he
1: probably did on the way there. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, somewhere along the way, the Bulldog shirt came out of his own. But it was a Bulldog Heart Foundation shirt as well. Um, and then, of course, uh, Dash, who's wearing his Heart Foundation jacket as well from the Revival, at the very end, he clocks the guy, a good one, that was a on the shot. way out. And then the guy got into more of a scuffle with Titus later on and then a bunch of people down on the way out. But the question is, like, you know, you're watching this, and you're like, oh, my God, this oh, my God. This was not a
0: question. This was a question.
1: No, no, wait, 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 wait. What? No, this is a question. My first question, I thought, was, "Where's?" and I said this, where was the security? Where was the security? Like there was no, even when the wrestlers were doing everything, there was no security. Oh, there was there was guys. They just got
0: in there, not... really, really, square. really late. Yes.
1: So so anyway, I'm watching this, and I'm I'm cheap to the max. <laughs> All right, it is it is two in the morning. Uh, I've been smoking a lot of weed. And I'm watching
0: this. I I I, I like how the I like how you being stoned is dependent on how late in the day it is. Like like you're not high at like 5 p.m. Well, not 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 extremely high at 5 p.m.
1: <laughs> not like at two in the morning high. <laughs> to two, two in the morning, the plane's coming down. <laughs> and uh, you know, and and so here's the thing. I'm now okay. Now, if you've been listening to the show, you know I love to talk about conspiracies, and my favorite conspiracy in wrestling is the Montreal screw job. Yeah. And for the record, before yeah. he gets all crazy and quits the podcast, <laughs> for the record, I am saying this right now I do not believe it was a work. I know what happened to Bret Hart in Montreal in '97 was real. And I'm saying that for once and for all. I know Brett got screwed. I know the screw job was real. However, as a conspiracy fan and nut, it is fun to create conspiracies. And the thing about the Montreal thing is everybody came out for the better as a whole part. So how could you not think that it was a work? Now, with that said, Um, when he introduced a bunch of stuff from Have You Seen This Memphis 92 material. And then he showed me how uh, in 92, Bret Hart went down to Memphis with Vince McMahon, and Bret Hart's playing the villain, and Vince McMahon's playing the villain. And I was like, wow, these guys did this together in 92. It's kind of interesting that, that Bret was the guy that is the reason Mr. McMahon exists, and Bret was the heel that whole year in 97. Just a coincidence, I'm sure. Just a coincidence. But as a conspiracy theorist, you ask, Well, is it a coincidence? Or 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 did they already know Mr. McMahon would work? And did they all know? Anyways, you've heard me talk about this stuff before. So when the when the when the thing happened, after a while I watched it and I sat there and we were like in awe. We watched it over and over and over again because the network had cut it out by the time the replay of the Hall of Fame had come on. So we had to go on. We had to stop the Hall of Fame. We had to go on YouTube and find it. So we found it. And I had already known about the run-in that Cass and Enzo did at the the New Japan show that night. And that was going to be the talk of the... Like, the next day, the only thing people were going to talk about was Enzo and Cass. But that didn't happen. Because someone attacked Bret Hart at the Barclays Center. And now... The end zone casting which I watched sucked. You you know, people were wondering if that was a work. Yes, it was 100% a work cuz Madison Square Garden it looks like nobody Madison Square Garden and Barclays Center just had a strike on security guards. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. and it didn't, it didn't even make any sense. And so
0: yeah, it's like in and one guy can hop a railing. Uh, two guys, especially a guy that's 7 feet tall. Yeah, you're probably going to see that guy coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or uh,
1: unless Enzo said, "Here, dude, this is how you extise <laughs> yourself to get into a venue that you're not wanted in." Uh, um, so 100% and 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 why was it only the Briscoes that were involved in attacking these in the Enzo and cast? You know what I mean? Like it was they're clearly setting up a feud with the Briscoes. And Enzo and Cass and, you know, and uh, and it was probably facilitated by Bully Ray because Bully Ray has been very good to Enzo and Cass uh, since their NXT beginning. Um, Now, with that said, I said to Jeff and I now mind you, when I when I said this to him, I knew it was going to upset him. (laughs) So I'm a bit of a troll and I poked and I said, Oh my God, what? Well, you, well, how did I say it?
0: Huh? You said, "Oh my God,
1: this, this is a work. This is a work." And I'll do you. This is, no, "No, it's, it's not a, it's,
0: it's no, it's not a work." I didn't turn into Vince McMahon. <laughs> you got really,
1: not, not, not everything you think is a work. It's just, <laughs> oh, it's not, it's not a work. And then I said, "No, no." And I said, think about it. Where's the security? Why is it in a ring? Why are there no barricades? Why is it happening to Bret Hart? You know, and and I said, if there's and then I said, if there's anything like if Vince got wind that there was gonna be a run in by Enzo and Cass, they're not gonna let Enzo and Cass steal the fucking night from the Hall of Fame. And so I completely painted it the picture that it was a work, and then Jeff Got very upset. Turned the T V off. Said that's it and turned the T V off. <laughs> Jeff turned into my dad. He turned the TV off. He said, That's it, no more wrestling and then I and then he goes where are you going? And I said, I'm going to my room. <laughs> yeah. And and then Jeff goes, what for? I'm like, so I can watch the rest of the Hall of Fame on my laptop. There you go. I then,
0: turned into Casey's dad, and T- Casey turned into Casey at 13. Yeah. I'm going to my room then. Yeah, <laughs> i fine. And then I slammed my door. Yeah. And then. <laughs> this is uh, now, now Casey's in his 40s, and I'm in my 30s. Yeah. Mid thirties. So this is this is two grown men, one sober, <laughs> one completely sober, but we act, reacting to a wrestling Hall of Fame incident. Yeah, yeah,
1: and and. And I was like, and I was, I remember before I went to bed, I'm like, Jeff, you're being ridiculous. I'm not saying it's real, but I'm just saying, if you can't realize how much of a coincidence it is that this happened tonight, and that tomorrow, the only thing people are going to be talking about is this, it's one hell of a fucking coincidence, and if you can't answer, ask these questions, then maybe someone might think it's a work, you're absolutely nuts. So, cut to the next morning, Jeff at my door. Okay, I understand, yes. It's all they're talking about, and I see how it can be conceived. Like, how some people could say, is this a question when it might be a
0: word? Yes, yes. I, I, I came around to that. Yes. Yeah. Because that's all anybody was talking about. Nobody was talking about Ring of Honor. Nobody was talking about John Oliver. All they were talking about was Bret Hart getting attacked. So, yes, I could understand how some people. Uh yeah. But there's no to the max. But there's no way there's no way and and this is how you know I'm not I'm
1: there's no way even Vince McMahon is not gonna ask a stroke survivor, a cancer survivor, someone who he's fucked before (laughs) to like, hey, we need you to take one for the team tonight. If anything, I would have expected the new day to attack Hogan. (laughs) You know, because they were not smiling during any of his shtick.
0: No, apparently Big E and Hulk Hogan made up uh, before WrestleMania. But, yeah, he's still got some uh, people that are mad at him, understandably so. so. It was, if you watch the Hall of Fame and you're wondering, this wasn't in the Hall of
1: Fame. Just think about what happens between uh, the crowd shot where Brett's hair is perfect, and then the crowd shot, and then Brett's hair is not perfect. So that's when it happened. Now, Brett continued to finish his speech like a champ that he is. Fantastic speech. Of course, Brutus Beefcake was then uh, produced next, I think. And Hogan came out, I think. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and who else went in? Who went in last? Oh, DX. Yeah. And DX was last. And uh, very entertaining. Yeah, it was a good Hall of Fame, for sure. I was um, when China got in, which was very emotional for me. Um, I teared up uh, when China went in and when the fans were there. And you know, as uh, X Pac was talking about China, which was pretty emotional as well. Um, I just sort of watched Hunter, and I was kind of disgusted with Hunter because you know I was a huge China fan, and I don't like the way it ended up with for her. And I think a lot of it had to do with this with the with what went on, and I just, you know, like really it's up to Hunter and Stephanie whether she gets into the Hall of Fame or whatever, and, you know, I just think China has always deserved better, and the fact that they can use the pornography excuse when they had uh, Jenna Jameson appear at WrestleManias, they had a wrestler who was a porn star, they had a wrestler who was a fucking pimp, uh, they had a lot of the wrestlers, current wrestlers on the roster are on Pornhub because they do them on their phones and then they get leaked, you know, um, I'm just saying it, it's China has never been treated fairly, and I'm happy she's in there. And then I thought, you know, Hunter was a bit of a jackass, but then once Hunter spoke of China, I saw the emotion that he had, and that he—I don't even think he could bring himself to say Joni's name. Um, but when he looked at her sister and said, you know, she would have loved this. That was probably the most emotional part for me as every year the Hall of Fame gets to me and it makes me cry. And uh, But Shawn Michaels, fuck, their, those guys are
0: entertainers. Now he's working you right now. He was bawling all the way through Brutus Beefcake's <laughs> induction. Just, oh my God, the barber yeah. cutting and strutting. No, he's never. gonna thank Hulk Hogan another 14 times. Yeah, since Hulk Hogan yeah. is the reason the guy had a career thank at the, all.
1: Thank the guy that taught you how to sail <laughs> while you're at it.
0: <gasps> thank you, Terry. Yeah. Terry, I love you. Terry, let's never fight again. <laughs> Terry, you know, I love you. Terry, you know, Terry, I'll cut
1: your hair even though you have none. <laughs> Terry, you know, I'll be your disciple. Terry.
0: You know? uh you were you were very funny talking about the uh, we were talking about the hair extensions that hulk was wearing and talking about if you borrowed some of them from like the women's wrestlers yeah
1: <laughs> hey alexis hey alexa <laughs> hey alexis it's alexa all right whatever bliss um can i get some of those hair extensions you know uh yeah it was uh all said and done a great hall of fame. I don't know if it was or not. I missed Jerry Lawler's uh hosting. Um nothing to Renee and Corey, but again, it just felt like I was watching um the Slammies on a Monday Night Raw. <laughs> so, there and then we are you know, now Sunday morning started with the apology of all apologies and uh <laughs> and Jeff and I were able to harmonize and go into WrestleMania we started at a 3 the pre-show. Of course, I didn't see the men's Battle Royal because I had to take a nap cuz I realized, "Oh my god, I got to get a nap in here." I don't know what time WrestleMania is going to end. I didn't know it was going to end the next fucking day. <laughs> you did well. You stayed up for all of it. I was proud of you. That's cuz I got my nap in. I I missed I missed Colin Jost and fucking Michael Chase. Battle Royal appearance against uh, Braun Strowman. Yeah, you timed that nap well. Yeah. I'll just say that. Thank Jeepers for that. I saw the girls' Battle Royal, and that was bad enough. I do <laughs> think that X Pac was right, and it should be the China Memorial Battle Royal. I think that would be uh, a good way to, uh, to remember her. Um, you know, and. Um, the disrespect you show Velvet McIntyre. Look at <laughs> Velvet McIntyre's name sounds like porn. <laughs> it sounds like that's a porn name if I've ever heard one. Uh, is Vel- there
0: one person that's going to laugh at that joke? That's a that's a 1986 women's wrestler reference I just made there. That's...
1: Well, yeah, I'm sure there's one person that will laugh at that joke. Okay. Velvet McIntyre <laughs> is just a funny name. <laughs> WrestleMania,
0: the showcase of the immortals. New York. WrestleMania 2, baby. Velvet McIntyre. <laughs> her top fell off, so uh, Moolah had to pin her early. Oh, thank I God. need a girlfriend.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, God. The, the best part is, uh,
1: so the whole WrestleMania weekend, there was a guy from Toronto that was there. He was wearing a red cap, and he was performing for the camera every time you could see him. And he he was trying, like he was front row at RAW. He was he was there for the whole weekend. He must have had a package. I said to Jeff, I was like, "What do you think it cost him for those
0: tickets for the entire weekend?" To which Jeff replied, "Uh, uh, it cost him (laughs) what? Like not having a girlfriend for twenty years?" Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's what it cost him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 20 years of being single. Yeah. So WrestleMania starts off, Alexa Bliss comes out.
1: We Oh okay, car, we get America Beautiful. Alexa Bliss comes out. Boom, Hulk
0: Hogan comes out. Are you happy or not happy to see Hulk Hogan? I I I wish he would have done. Apparently the apology he gave wasn't a good one, which disappoints me. He was you know, instead of saying I said stupid things that I didn't mean blah 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 he's like don't don't get caught on camera brother like that's not a good apology Hulk but I still he's Hulk Hogan and I was a Hulkamaniac when I was a kid I'm happy to see Hulk Hogan and he's yeah he's not a racist he's just a dumbass
1: you know if and
0: he has such a big ego he can't fucking admit when he's wrong if you think he's the only wrestler that has used
1: that word that's from the south From that era, uh, you're wrong. (laughs) You know, like every wrestler, you know, and uh, I'm not going to make excuses for him, but um, you know what? It's like, I will say that Hogan's appearance of coming out, it didn't, it didn't, I wasn't happy like I was when he hosted with The Rock and Stone
0: Cold before.
1: So there has been a taint to Hogan.
0: For sure. You know, it's like. Uh, yeah, I remember the day it like all that stuff came out. I was like upset. I was uh, like, it really uh, upset me. It's like one of your one of your heroes let you down, sort of thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, but you got to remember, Hulk Hogan didn't let us down. Terry Bollo let us down, <laughs> brother. Uh so so. Anyways, the first match comes out. Did you not? Apparently, this was not supposed to be the first match. But this was made a call on the fly mm-hmm. where Brock Lesnar just decided he wanted to go first. And all of a sudden, boom. Like, Hogan did not know that Heyman was going to go to the ring. He was like, what's going on, brother? He, like, even said it to him, apparently, on the way by. Heyman just went down. We're doing the match first.
0: Yeah, you made a very good joke that uh, Brock wanted to be back home by the time the women's main event was on. Yeah. And that's, that was literally plausible. He Brock could have was, been back yeah. in Regina yeah. on his farm milking cows by the time the women got there. It was, like, it was a five-and-a-half-hour show. Yeah. You take a private plane from New York to wherever he lives, Saskatchewan. Yeah. Yeah, he could have been back home.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe Sable wanted to watch it with him because mm-hmm. it was the first main event ever that included the women. And let's not kid ourselves. Sable at one time was a very prominent woman in the WWE. Yeah,
0: I, I bet he didn't watch I bet Brock Lesnar doesn't watch wrestling. (laughs) No, no, he doesn't watch wrestling at all.
1: Now, um, so anyways, Brock Lesnar's first match comes out. Uh, The match was great. Uh, However, like, who's going to win? I don't know. Probably the guy that's called himself the Beast Slayer. Like, (laughs) there's only one beast in wrestling, and it's Brock Lesnar. So uh, the Beast Slayer is probably going to go over. But, uh, of course, uh, uh, punched the balls in order to get himself over, uh, which I think is cheap. Um, And Brock Lesnar loses the title So uh, I wasn't very happy about that But the fans want Seth And the fans want Kofi And the fans want Becky And this was the Wrestlemania to give the fans Everything they want So congratulations We got a very predictable Wrestlemania Thank you very much Now um, What did you think of the first match? Well, great well, it, match
0: Yeah it was good for what it was Yeah
1: um it was no I, I, t- no Shawn Michaels versus Tito
0: Santana. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was great. It was great. WrestleMania eight, yes. Um Pardon me. Um yeah, it was a, a good match. Um I I'm still Brock fan, but I think he's leaving, so I think we both would have preferred Brock winning, but Well the
1: idea was that he was gonna get on a plane and they were going to um they were going to Vegas. Mm-hmm. To have something to do with NXT, uh, not to NXT with with UFC. Brock is not going back to UFC. Come on, he's too old. Um, so so the first match, Brock, and then the second match. What was the second match there? Where are we going there? Second match. Um, oh boy, where are we here? Oops. What was the second
0: match, Jeff? uh i don't have wikipedia in front of me like you do i jeff <laughs> there's no such thing as wikipedia in this house <laughs>
1: everything we know is by our mind and you know damn well that it was oh it was uh we had aj styles versus randy orton
0: there's some nice scrolling you did there
1: in uh and and you know what they're in a singles match which uh is just a match that you could see on uh, smackdown
0: um. Yeah, there was nothing to it. Just was a good match, not great.
1: It says that on Wikipedia that the time of the match for the Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins was two minutes and thirty seconds. Wow. Well, that's because he beat him up for ten minutes before that. <laughs> that's right. So it was longer than that, folks. But you know, two minutes thirty seconds was the official time. Uh, Sixteen minutes and twenty seconds. AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. They like I said, this is a match you see on SmackDown all the time. And uh, it didn't really do anything for me. And then uh, we had the tag champs, the Usos, against Ricochet and Aleister Black, again, uh, against Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura, who have made an effort to make their... uh, I guess they're making an effort to be a tag team because their outfits matched. And uh, the bar. And now, uh, you said it best when it comes to this match. This match was given 10 minutes and 10 seconds.
0: Yeah, it needed a, it needed another you know eight to ten to be an all time classic. Like it, it was very very good for what it was. I just would have liked to have seen it get more time and yeah, less time to. I I liked uh, SummerSlam last year because it was a very long show, but you had three squash matches. I think there could have been uh, uh, Samoa Joe versus Mysterio. That was a squash match, but there yeah could have been one minute. Yeah, there could have been more of that like yeah, that the show is too long. It's too long, man. Um and yeah, it's too long for the wrong things. Like a match like this, this could have been like it, you know, it's not it wouldn't have been Brett and Owen, but it could have been one of those ones on the undercard that really really steals the show and stands the test of time had they been given a little bit more time.
1: They had that great spot in it where um, where Cesaro was doing the King of Swing with Ricochet. That was awesome. And uh, and Sheamus was just draping everybody over the top rope, giving those hammers to the chests mm-hmm. that he does so very well. Uh, that was probably one of the best spots of the whole night. And then, of course, uh, the next match was uh, Shane McMahon versus The Miz, with probably <laughs> the most memorable thing of that match being... Uh, this uh, the Miz's Dad getting in the ring <laughs> and trying to uh, throw down with Shane like he didn't even know how to get into a fighting stance.
0: Yeah, I'm convinced that's my Uncle Scott. I've never seen my <laughs> Uncle Scott and George Mazan in, in the same place at the same time. So <laughs> I know you're a conspiracy theorist, but the, that that that's mine. That's mine. Uh, you,
1: you could be the Miz's Brother. <laughs> Could be.
0: I'm glad I didn't tell you that at the time because you would have gotten mad and turned the TV off.
1: What I liked about The Miz match. That's not your Uncle Scott. (laughs) We're going to bed. We're not going to bed. (laughs) Uh, So, um, The Miz is uh, uh, known for being a safe wrestler. Yeah, wrestling. He doesn't take really any chances. No. Um, That's why. Uh, he had a great promo one time against Daniel Bryan, saying the reason why you're out of the business and I'm still around is because I didn't wrestle that crazy style that you wrestled. Yeah, I, I wrestle in a safe manner. I don't injure guys and blah 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 I don't knock out their veneers in the first match, <laughs> you know. And uh, <laughs> and uh, but this was a match where the Miz was not himself, and he he was taking risks, including the biggest risk. Uh, a suplex from thirty feet above uh, in a scaffold, uh, you know, landing in on the giant air mattress that's set up for them. But still, um, scary move. And uh, Shane sort of landed on top of him, and uh, Shane ended up coming up the winner of that match. Uh, falls count anywhere, and yeah. that was that was that was a pretty good match. It was pretty entertaining. Yeah,
0: great match for what it was. Yeah,
1: um, the iconics. Versus Boss Hug versus uh, Naya Jackson Tamina. What did I call them? Did I have a name for them? And uh, the, uh, Yes. Oh, I don't know probably, if you, no, you want to say it on No, me. no. Probably can't remember what I said. <laughs> it's probably not good. Oh, you remember what you said. No, I don't. I remember I, what you I said can't as remember. well. <laughs> Beth Phoenix and Natalia, Divas of Doom, um, well, the Divas of Doom, uh-huh. and what, oh, I can't say it. I was, Nia Jax versus Tamina. I, was it the Divas of Poon? No, I don't even no, remember. No, no, it, no, no, even, no, no, uh, no. we're uh, not even going to say it. I don't even want uh, to say uh, it. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> anyways, the whole point of it is um, I called the Iconics winning the championship. Yes. And uh, I'm very, very glad they did, as I think uh, they're very entertaining. Uh, Boss and Hug, I don't know what's going on with them um i thought they'd hold on the belts for a little while longer uh nia jackson tamina uh, they're just a big tag team and uh they're like the natural disasters of the new natural disasters Mm -hmm. there's just uh, two big behemoths uh, maybe the the new twin towers Uh, beth phoenix and natalia uh divas of doom actually coming out with brett to the heart foundation outfits and uh wearing the heart foundation gear type thing and uh at one part, delivering a, a, a beautiful... Heart attack. Beautiful heart attack. And uh, absolutely fantastic. And it, 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 it very uh, very enjoyable, Fatal 4 by 10 minutes, 45 seconds. We're running into Kofi Kingston now with Big E and Xavier Woods. And uh, he defeated Daniel Bryan with Rowan. And um, this is the best match of the night.
0: Yeah, incredible match. Well, yeah, well, it's going to be one of those... like top I don't know there's so many great matches at WrestleManias from years past but yeah this might be in the top 10 uh, greatest matches in Wrestlemania history.
1: At nowhere did I even realize the cultural impact of the the significance of the match maybe my white privilege was checking in or maybe I was just oblivious to whatever going on but I didn't think it was going to be a big I didn't think it was a big race deal that Kofi was winning the title while Booker T's commentating, who has also held the WCW title, like you know, like uh, The Rock has held the world championship. Ron Simmons has been a world champion. You know, um, we've had black world champions. You can ha- It's wrestling. It's fake. It's fixed. You can have a black world champion whenever you want um I didn't see the big deal of Kofi becoming champion. They made it to picture they made it out like that Kofi was an underdog and he hadn't received a title shot in, in 11 years, which they said that. however, during those 11 years, for three of the years he was a tag champion uh you know he was also intercontinental champion. he was also a U.S champion like Kofi has always been a champion. he's always been held within high regards but to paint him as this ultimate underdog, congratulations they did it somehow and um you know he went from being a guy who has never been given a shot to winning the world title to immediately boom grand slam champion
0: yeah uh, yeah it it regardless of the yeah the yeah there had been black world champions there hadn't been a you know rocks as as you said like Rock is when someone says if when someone says Samoan, it, yeah, but like, when yeah. S- if someone says
1: oh, the rock's only half black. Will you tell him that? Yeah, I'm sure he he went through life pretty much as all black.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's a very good point. Yeah, but uh, regardless, it it meant a lot to a lot of people, and it was a it was a great match,
1: and yeah, uh, fantastic. Uh, I'm, match. I'm
0: curious to see like like I said, so they
1: get the tag titles. There's three of them. Freebird rule. There's the freebird rule. Uh, in fact. With the world title championship, does will we see Xavier Woods going to 205 live with the world title, wrestling some guys that are smaller, and uh, and, and and will Big E
0: step up against Braun Strowman, holding the world
1: title, you know? Um, that's very
0: funny yeah the, the fact that you think that the free bird rule applies to the world title I, no I think that Big E and Xavier Woods think the free bird rule <laughs>
1: applied to it because they were we're, e- we're champions <laughs> that's what it was like <laughs> they said the new day is the world champions <laughs> so I think you know what if they did that and they allowed it I would love it <laughs> and then imagine Braun Strowman versus the new day for the world title <laughs> like that would be something I would be interested in. Samoa Joe uh, versus Rey Mysterio lasted longer than uh, Lacey Evans walk down. You know,
0: uh, uh, yes.
1: that was a minute. Um, we were
0: laughing. I'd, I'd, I'd propose that. Just imagine sitting in fucking catering all day. Mm-hmm. Like you, they fly in. <laughs> you in. Yeah. You probably have to show up to the building at like 11 a.m. You got to do the rehearsal for your walk down and walk back. Ray knows he's not winning if he's not getting toastered out
1: of the stage. (laughs) He's like, I don't have to do it. Get toastered? No, you just walk out. Uh, And then you, I was like, what is he? And you were like, uh, you were like, he's the Green Goblin. I'm like, no, he's Mysterio.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was, I was wrong. And anyway,
1: I never even realized it till now. He is Mysterio. He's Ray Mysterio. Mm
0: -hmm. Of course, he's Mysterio. But anyway, yeah, Lacey Evans' walk was stupid, and this was a squash, squash match. But Joe needed a big win on a big stage. Speaking
1: uh-huh. of a big win, um, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Roman Reigns comes back, defeats Drew McIntyre and in his first match back after uh, beating Leukemia. Yes. So it was a bit of an emotional win for him there. Uh, and then the next match we had, longest match of the night. Um, Triple H versus Batista.
0: Triple H in a long match? Yes. Surely you jest.
1: Speaking of going long, we're in 53 minutes, bud. Are we? Yeah, we're going. We're doing it. This is going to be a long episode. Buckle in. Hey, um, folks, are you people excited for a mock? Uh,. <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway, uh, we're still
0: advertising with them, so it's uh, yeah, great. And I, uh, folks, a little behind the scenes, you don't know how many takes it took for Casey to get that <laughs> to, <laughs> get the,
1: to get there ra- to get the radio spot down. Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: the the amuck. Yeah, he was so happy to 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 get a sponsor. And uh, it took him. Uh, oh God, I don't know how many takes for you to a lot uh, of takes, a lot of takes. It a mock. <laughs> so, hey, folks, well, they've already heard it tonight. Um, <laughs> but well, just it just uh, when you hear that ad, just halfway through, pitcher Casey flubbing a line, and then going "fuck shit, goddamn, fuck shit." <laughs> yeah, that's basically what I heard for about two hours.
1: It's very hard being a uh, commercial <laughs> voice actor um i love triple h versus batista it was a good old-fashioned brawl uh it was ugly it was great some great spots and uh and very well done of course you want Batista to come back get that win no it's triple h you're not going to beat triple h at wrestlemania the pay is (laughs) less um and since he's the boss he knows how much he wants to be paid so he was nice enough not to go on last. We be, be all be grateful. That's right. That
0: was a very good match.
1: A uh, very good match. And uh, Batista got to go out, maybe not as a winner, but with the fans cheering him and thanking him for a great performance because I think that's what Batista deserved, which he didn't get last time that he came here. He didn't get the closure he wanted. Yeah,
0: he's he's underrated all time. For a big man and especially a guy that started – Late. He's a good wrestler. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like,
1: you know, you look at the, the like, okay, it was Batista, Cena, Brock, and Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. And Batista probably gets the least amount of respect. Yeah. Out of all those guys. And
0: now, thanks to his Hollywood career, he's the biggest star out of all of them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, rightfully so. My Guardians of the Galaxy will do that. Baron Corbin defeats Kurt Angle to the dismay of everybody in the audience. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't understand this at all.
1: No, it was Kurt's uh, farewell match. And uh, just when you think Baron Corbin is going to get that heat where he gets to say, I retired Kurt Angle, turns out the next night Lars Sullivan comes out, beats Kurt Angle up with a flying headbutt. Again, I don't know if I've said this on the show, but can we not ban flying headbutts? Like, I don't know if you know, but the two greatest guys to ever do the flying headbutt are Dynamite Kid and Chris Benoit. They're not with us. So, you know maybe not do flying headbutts.
0: I agree, especially with a guy that already had to take a break due to mental illness. issues. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. mental illness. Flying headbutts have caused mental illness in Chris Benoit that are, that, made, that have made him responsible for, well we, well, we don't want to go on to it. But you just don't have flying headbutts. That's I it. I agree. Protect the head. Fuck, Jesus. <laughs> you can't have a concussion protocol and have fucking flying headbutts <laughs> in the same sentence. <laughs> Fuck off! Come on, no more flying headbutts.
0: Then uh, yeah, you're right. So it's uh, so, yeah. Uh, Baron Corbin beats Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle, but so now, you, so you think he's gonna be like, okay, so I can brag, like even though it's the wrong decision, Kurt Angle should have a feel good moment uh, to end WrestleMania on if yes. you're gonna give him Baron Corbin of all people. For his fucking opponent, for his last match. Not even a real fucking Corbin. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So at least if he beats him, then he gets to brag about that. But then Kurt comes out, ankle locks him, uh, and then you can leave it there. He can still... That's a nice farewell send-off for Kurt. And Baron Corbin can say, I still retired Kurt Angle. But then Lars Sullivan comes out and attacks him. And now it's like, are they... Is there going to be like double the bragging? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, Yeah. the mayor of Kempville, Larry Sullivan, (laughs) fucking
1: beat Kurt. He sounds like he has the name of a mayor a small town. Lars Sullivan. Vote <laughs> Lars Sullivan. Is that, Large... first,
0: is that the first time you've done that joke? I, I told you three months ago you should do that. I,
1: I can't remember, but it's the first time I've done it with you in
0: here. So uh, It's a great joke. Yeah, you, you say Lars Sullivan. Sounds yeah. like the name of a small town mayor. We're going
1: to clean that waterfront. Lars Sullivan promises a new traffic light and a clean waterfront. Vote for me. Lars Sullivan, I get things done, cigarette. no flying head butts and no more cigarette butts outside the hospital, <laughs> Lars Sullivan. Um it's a great joke. Yeah, so they took Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin has his his greatest bragging tool because now they're listing all of his accomplishments every time he goes to the ring. Mm-hmm. It could have been the man who retired Kurt Angle, but they took that away faster than he took away his Money in the Bank briefcase.
0: That's all right.
1: So anyway, Finn Balor versus Bobby Lashley with Lilo Rush. Again, I didn't even watch this match because the demon. Whenever the demon has wrestled, the demon has won. So why am I even going to bother watching this match? This was when I went to the washroom. So yeah, it was it was nothing. Exactly, it was nothing. Next, um, oh, somewhere along the line, uh, we have uh, Elias who wants to walk with Elias who is not me. I'm so over Elias. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with Elias. I don't care for Elias. In a seven-and-a-half-hour show, I don't need Elias playing with three other Eliases.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> a song that absolutely sucks. I don't know why they couldn't put Elias at the top, have him play his guitar, and have Honky Tonk come out and smash him with his guitar. would have been way better than bringing back John Cena as the doctor of Thugonomics. And everybody loved it. I know they loved it, the Dr. Thugnomics. I, I liked it. But um, I've never been a John Cena fan of the Dr. Thugnomics. I like the John Cena now, you know, heart punch, whatever it is, A good hair, uh, you know, train wreck. Um, <laughs> going into the last match, uh, 21 minutes and 30 seconds, um, a match that I immensely enjoyed with the exception of the finish. Uh, Becky Lynch defeats Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair Um, for those of you who do not understand why Charlotte Flair showed up in the helicopter it's because she's emulating her father I believe at his first main event world title championship match where he showed up in the helicopter and walked and he was in blue as well and so that's what that was about in case you didn't know Simon Miller from what culture Um, other than that This was my favorite match of the night with the biggest build-up, the biggest hype. You know, uh, it's Sunday morning. It's Monday morning, and I'm watching this match. And uh, very upset with the ending um, because that guy, that ref, who is my least favorite ref, you know, (laughs) you cannot have more spray tan on than the women. That's (laughs) rule number one. You can also not have bigger arms than a cruiserweight. That should be another rule of being a ref.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah. You you um who who do I not like? I can't I can't remember. There's there's one wrestler that really bugs me, but for some reason this ref is the bane of Casey's existence. He, His
1: skin is oranger than Donald Trump's. He's <laughs> like I look at him, I I just call him Mr. Citrus. Um, and it's not because he's, you know, lack I no, he's He's oh the spray tan everything and that count. Look at her shoulders weren't even down when he hit two. So for the one and the two, you know, and I don't know if that was the way it was supposed to be. No, it was but, it was
0: it was a botch for sure.
1: But it's a good botch in Ronda's favor because I'm sorry, Ronda Rousey would not get pinned by by Becky Lynch. I'm sorry, I did not. I'm look at. I'm not on the Becky Lynch train. Everybody else is all over Becky Lynch. Uh, I do not buy into it. Uh, she's supposed to be Mr. Tough, the man. Well, the man got weepy uh, <laughs> when she, you know, the man got really emotional. Um, you know, she's supposed to be filled with testosterone, not estrogen. I think that's <laughs> a line that you might have used a couple weeks ago with something else. But anyway, <laughs> Um you know, even you said you were unhappy with Becky's promo on, on, on Monday Night Raw.
0: I didn't I didn't like her uh, promo, yeah, because, well, she got over being Stone Cold Steve Austin when they turned her heel, and then her promo was, and I don't blame Becky for this, it was, now her promo is uh, like, oh, you know, we did it everybody, you know, hooray, you know, smiles and everything like that, it's like. She got over being one character. Why are you changing her character to be all grateful and smiley? Yeah. And yeah. yeah, she
1: should she should continue to not care. Exactly. Like she's got the belts, you know. Like she's a badass.
0: Did Stone Cold ever come out? Here, we did it. No, yeah. we never did that.
1: Yeah, I do like to, the fact she's calling her Becky two belts. <laughs> I do think that as that is catchy. Yes. Um. You know, but uh, the fact is, someday. Well, the fact is, Charlotte Flair is going nowhere. So you got to deal with that. And uh, Ronda Rousey will be back someday. And whoever's holding that title, uh, you're a placeholder uh, for Ronda Rousey. <laughs> Just so enjoy it while it lasts. Are you cutting
0: Ronda Rousey's promo for her? Yes, that? I am.
1: <laughs> you're a placeholder. You're holding her title while she goes to the washroom, maybe has a kid. She's already got five kids because she loves goats. Maybe she's gonna play some saxophone, you know. <laughs> Maybe she's gonna reward her husband for saving Bret Hart. you know. And that's what I love too. He wasn't even one of the boys. Mm-hmm. He was just like he just followed Shane's lead, yeah. you know. And uh, God bless him, folks. Um, tell us what you thought of WrestleMania. Tell us what you thought of SmackDown. Tell us what you thought of Raw. Tell us what you thought of Takeover. Tell us what you thought of NXT. <laughs> tell us what you thought of the Hall of Fame. Tell us what you thought, whether it was a work or not. Um, tell us what you thought, folks. And uh, in the meantime and in between time, uh, we'll be thinking about what we're going to say for next week. So thank you uh, for letting us put a, uh, a headlock on your ear. Jeff McHenry, where can we find you online?
0: Uh, you can find me at jeffmckenry.com J-E-F-F-M-C-E-N-E-R-Y. Uh, dot com, and that's my Twitter handle. That's my uh, Facebook. that's that's all that stuff.
1: And if you can't find him here, uh, maybe come here where we're recording. he might be in the kitchen.
0: <laughs> so um, I'll be, I'll be in my room because you'll have pissed me off and said that Bret Hart was part of a conspiracy theory. Brett, we fooled them once before. <laughs> I need you to take a
1: bump <laughs> at the Hall of Fame. What? Don't worry, it's in the ring. There'll be wrestlers. We'll, we've got a guy in development that's going to dress up like <laughs> Kofi Kingston.
0: Vince, I had a stroke. No, Nobody will figure it out. Nope. Only one guy Cheeb to the max <laughs> on DuPont Street at 3 a.m. He'll I've, put
1: all the pieces together. I've been sending him catalogs <laughs> to bother him. So... Uh, now, I'm going to have to mention catalogs in the open. So, and I will. Hey, folks, uh, again, thanks for joining us today on the show. And um, we'll hear you. You can hear us here next week on Talking Wrestling. Thanks. Bye now.
0: Never Sleeps Network.